Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Hey, what do I always tell you about politics? What's politics? Is it white papers? Is it big, long speeches where you address fine policy details? I wish it were. But it ain't. And yes, ain't's a word. Politics is two things. Sound bites and snapshots. And until you understand that, don't run. And last night's debate, I was talking with people in the chat before the show, absolutely exemplifies that. I'm going to show you a headline, and then I'm going to show you what actually happened in the debate and what people are actually going to remember. And you're going to see how two separate groups of people, old school versus new school, saw two different debates last night because they don't understand the golden rule. Sound bites and snapshots. Should probably put this finger up first. Sound bites and snaps because I love it. Sound bites and snapshots. My pillow soft and absorbent, one hundred percent long staple Sherpa cotton six piece sets. Only twenty nine ninety eight with promo code Dan. Go to mypillow.com right now. Click on the radio podcast specials or call one eight hundred six three seven four nine eight two. All right, I'm gonna go over that debate winners and losers. Here's just my short bottom line up front. Uh, Vivek, DeSantis, and Nikki Haley did, I think, well last night or didn't hurt themselves. Christie's a a total non-player. He didn't do terrible last night. I got to be fair to the guy, but it doesn't matter. Nobody likes him, so it's over. Tim Scott, you didn't even know he was there. So Tim Scott, he was a nice guy. Tim Scott should, it's time for him to get out of the race and make an endorsement. Really, it's not going to get any better for Tim Scott. Uh, Folks, there are two kinds of gifts in the world. Ooze and Oz. You want guaranteed ooze? Be bold. Give the gift of Tommy John underwear. When you give Tommy John, your loved ones are that much more comfortable. So you can do everything better. The softness season, this softness season, why not give the gift of comfort to everyone on your list, including yourself, with new Tommy John underwear, loungewear, and pajamas. With over 20 million pairs sold and thousands of five-star reviews, giving Tommy John's a holiday tradition. 97% of women and men love getting the gift of Tommy John. That's why Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics. One Tommy John fanatic raves. Fantastic. Christmas gift went so right. She loves the pajamas. Folks, rocking them right now. Got the TJs. There you go. Practice what you preach, man. Love me some Tommy John's. Everything's covered by Tommy John's best pair you ever wear. It's free guarantee. The show's so bananas sometimes, even I can't control it. And it's my show. Shop Tommy John's fantastic Veterans Day sale going on right now. Save 25% site-wide at TommyJohn.com slash Dan. 25% off at uh, TommyJohn.com slash Dan for a limited time. TommyJohn.com for details. All right, folks. Joseph, let's go. Here we go, Daddy-O. Whoa, you came in a little like uh, a couple of bounces in and out there. You're a little scratchy on that. Yeah. You got a spot. I can't read the spot the whole time. I love Tommy John. Yeah, thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, sound bites and snapshots. Those are campaigns. I'm really sorry, but nobody's reading your white paper on what you're going to do about China. I'm reading it. I know probably a lot of the policy wonks, some of them who are watching my show are reading it, but the hard reality, folks, is nobody else is. Why? Anyone in the chat know? Of course you know. Because, ladies and gentlemen, people have freaking jobs. They don't have time to sit there all day and read what... DeSantis or Nikki Haley is going to do about the Formosa Strait. It's not that they don't care. 
It's not that they're incapable of understanding. They're probably more capable of understanding than politicians. They've got actual jobs. Politics is two things. Pictures and sound bites. Sound bites and snapshots. That's it. Here's what I mean. I am going to prove this point. And again, you are not wasting your time on this show. There's a group of people out there. I'll show you who they are in a minute. Don't put it up, Yankee. They're like, the debate last night, my gosh, Vivek destroyed his career last night. It is terrible. Man, did he suck. He came off so stupid. And I'm sitting there because I'm watching, but then watching Twitter and Truth, where people actually discuss what's going on. People who are influencers, if you like the word or not, it doesn't matter. They do have influence. They have large followings and people listen to them. That's why they're called influencers, right? And I'm following it on Twitter. I'm like, there are two separate debates going on. Here's what I mean. The Republican brand is tarnished. I said this to you yesterday. The Democrats and the Republicans have opposite problems in this election. The Democrat brand is just fine. The top of the ticket, Biden sucks. They have a brand not a brand issue, a headliner issue. The Republicans have the, the opposite problem. Everybody hates the Republican Party, including Republicans. But they don't hate Donald Trump. And the DeSantis supporters don't hate DeSantis. And the Haley supporters don't hate Haley. But they don't like their GOP. You see how the problems are opposite? You see it last night because the old school people still attached to the dying brand of the Republican Party saw a totally different debate and watched this last night. I have to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking as objectively as possible. I'm not running. I have no dog in the fight. You know, I've been fair to all the candidates. This may be the best opening statement you've heard in a debate in a long time. Vivek, whatever you like him, dislike him. Some people criticize him. I don't think he's that authentic. His foreign policy, I'll agree, has been kind of all over the map. However. This opening statement, when you have a brand problem, struck home with so many people, yet went over the head of the Swampies. Take a listen. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We're a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Christian, I'm going to use this time because it's actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Ross. This is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr. Ramaswamy, and they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn to Governor, Governor Chris. Folks, I, I rarely play the entire thing. We don't like clips more than a minute for obvious reasons because we, you know, we have an hour show. 
was about a minute and 30. I cut maybe five seconds off in the beginning. That was unnecessary, but that's pretty much the entirety of it. Listen, I get it. Uh, for everyone in the chat, you, you know my allegiance. I've already made my endorsement. I think that's clear, but I have an obligation to cover this primary, honestly. Not everybody who listens to the show is a Trump supporter. I don't support Vivek. I support Trump. I like Vivek. I'm friends with Vivek. I was an investor in Strive. Um, but I don't think there's any anyone watching that who just freaking hates the Republican brand. Whether you support Trump, DeSantis, or Haley, how to watch that last night and go, he's right. The RNC did a terrible job. I don't know how they're allocating or spending or raising their money anymore. The RNC just is, 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 is really at this point is in a lot of trouble. I, I mean, I think Lee Zeldin would do a great job. But second, what the hell are we doing on NBC? What are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know, Donnie. I don't know. What are we doing on NBC? NBC's the PP tape network. And I, I, you know how I, here, folks. You know how I know this moment was great for Vivek? Watch the other candidates. You can read their body language. Go back and look at the clip. If you see it from a different angle, the other candidates are sitting there like they don't want to nod in approval, but they're quietly going, shit, wish I would have done that. I'm glad he, in front of millions of people, he called them out. Now, my point in this whole thing is, I got to tell you, I didn't personally think from my perspective, my perspective doesn't matter. I got to see it through other people's eyes. I'm serious. Like sometimes I, because I like something doesn't mean everyone else sees it the same way. I didn't think it was that great of a performance for Vivek. It was okay. It was a good one. It doesn't matter what I think. What matters is sound bites and snapshots. This is the crazy thing. That went nuclear. That thing was all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok everywhere. My job to look at all this stuff. That's what I do. And yet the crazy thing is, you read the New York Post this morning. It was a good paper. Uh, it's a very conservative paper. And here's their take on it. Republican debate verdict. Impressive Nikki Haley shines. Stupid Vivek self-destructs. Folks, I swear on my life, I'm like, this is the Dan Bongino sound bites and snapshots theory. If you believe Everybody like I did watched the whole debate and went through it. I th and, and, you know, I was listening to his take on AUKUS, on subs. This is stuff I'm really interested in. I'm a total policy one. Not everybody does that. There are millions of people who are going to wake up today. You understand this? And are only going to see that one moment. And they're going to be like, well, I like Trump. I like DeSantis. I like Haley. But I consider this guy, too. It doesn't matter what we think. It matters what other people think. This is my job. Well, I would say the biggest winner of the debate was that moment. Whether it's Vivek, I don't know. We'll see. But that moment, I, I, I can't possibly tell you how it has been so misread by so many people. I just pulled one tweet just to show you the disparity of Vivek was stupid with what people are really saying on Twitter. Here's my buddy at Fool Nelson. You may have, oh, Fool Nelson, who's that? I said, I'm sorry you don't know, but if you're a liberal or whatever, but this guy's got good, a good following on Twitter. I guess he's what you would call an influencer. He has influence. This is just one of thousands of these tweets. 
I haven't watched any other clips from the debate, he notes, and I don't have to. Vivek won. Thank you. I told you. Oh, Dan, that's just one guy. It's not one guy. It's not one guy. It's not. Sound bites and snapshots. And ladies and gentlemen, that also explains why Donald Trump is so popular. Donald Trump doesn't have a formulated plan for dealing with the bifurcated governmental crisis in the East Coast of Panama. What the f***? Nobody cares, bro. All people care about is build the wall, make America great again, and you'd be in jail too with Hillary Clinton. That's it. Donald Trump is the king of soundbites. You want to know why he's still ahead? Soundbites and snapshots. Just like I said. People overthink politics. Don't, don't. Don't make the mistake of overthinking politics. Before I get to some other moments of yesterday, I'd have to say, I don't call him a loser because I hear he's a nice guy, but I'd say that the one guy who didn't win, it's probably a better way to say it, is Tim Scott. Tim Scott, I don't know. Tell me in the chat how you feel. I'd love your perspective on it. I, do, you ever, do you get the feeling you're watching Tim Scott that you just can't wait for him to end his answer? But when DeSantis, Haley, even when Christie was talking, who I don't like, as you well know, you were at least listening to what he has to say to see if he says something dumb or smart or whatever. When Tim Scott's talking, you just feel like you want it to end. You know what I'm saying? It's just he he needed a breakout moment last night with this short stage and five people, and he didn't get it. He didn't get it at all. I do think, speaking winners and losers, it was definitely Ron DeSantis's best debate. I think it was a fantastic debate for him. I think he did very well. I think he he advertised his record in Florida. I think he's kind of disappeared in the bigger crowd on some of the other debates. I don't say disappeared, but didn't stand out as much as he could. Last night, I thought he definitely stood out. I don't think Nikki Haley hurt herself either. I don't think it was her best debate. But having said that, Vivek also, I think, hurt himself a little bit too with certain moments, even though that moment I showed you before is a winner. Before I get to some more winners and losers in that, I want to show you how yesterday, what I was telling you, how it all feeds into this, how there are four parties right now. There's the Democrat Party, the Biden Party, the Trump Party, and the Republicans. There are not two parties. Forget it. Throw it in the garbage. Crumple it up and throw it out. I discussed this yesterday. Listen to yesterday's podcast if you want a, if, if you want a thorough explanation. But it's very simple. There is only energy in two of the four parties. The Democrat Party... And the Trump party. There isn't a lot of uh, uh, energy at all in the Biden party or the swampy Republican party. Matter of fact, there's almost none. Until you understand that, you'll never understand last night's debate either. How people hate the GOP. That doesn't mean they won't vote for GOP candidates. Don't mistake those two things. It means they hate the institutional party people and the swamp. They don't like McConnell. They weren't McCarthy fans, but they'll vote for Donald Trump under the Republican brand because they're voting for Trump. Likewise, I think the DeSantis people who are very loyal feel the same way. I don't even think they're big fans of the Republican Party. Proving to you we're not crazy. Here's political playbook. Crazy lefties. But they're telling you exactly what I said yesterday. When I sent this over, Gee, did you know where I was going with this? Look, look at this. My four parties theory in effect this morning. Quote, 
The surveys show millions of voters who dislike Joe Biden, but remain receptive to other Democrats and support liberal causes. Did they, did they watch my show yesterday? The polls also show Democrats with particular strength amongst uh, Democrats with particular strength among the most highly engaged voters who dominate low turnout elections like Tuesday. While Mr. Trump shows his greatest strength among less engaged voters who turn out only in presidential races. Holy shit. Did they listen to my show yesterday? Did I not say that? I said, do not pay attention to yesterday's pay attention, but do, do not associate them with 2024. I said to you, did I not? It's going to be a totally different electorate because people in the Republican party don't like the brand will only vote when Trump's on the ballot, which is exactly what Politico just said. If you understand that, why am I putting this here before the more debate footage? You understand why Vivek's opening statement last night went viral. Because you, if you're an old school swampy, you think there's a Republican Party. There's not. There's two. The people voting for Trump hate the Republican Party and the people voting for Vivek hate it too. And that's why his opening statement eviscerating the party in a Republican debate went nuclear and was the moment of the night. You don't understand the four parties theory or sound bites and snapshots. You are way behind the eight ball. You will never get this election. All right. Having said that, not all of Vivek's moments last night were great. This one I thought was, was kind of a loser. I, I, my humble opinion, you guys are free and, and ladies, obviously to have your own opinions on this. I'm not, this isn't a dictatorship. It's a family and we're not going to always agree. I don't think going after people's kids is ever a good idea. If the kids on TikTok. You know what? TikTok sucks. It's a CCP associated app. I get it. I have to go on it for show prep sometimes. It happens. I didn't think this was a good idea. I thought it backfired. Here, take a look. I want to laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters crapping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. The easy answer is. Yeah, I'm not sure that went over well, folks. you know, I thought Haley, Haley had a pretty fiery comeback. She's like, you know what, man, you're scum. I'm not sure that's a good idea. I think if he could take that one back, he would. You know, it's going to do with like a woman versus guy. Nikki Haley's perfectly competent to handle herself. It's not that at all. It's just generally going after people's kids. Is, it's just not a good idea. I've said that for a long time. We have a rule. I don't know if you notice on this show. You ever heard me go after that, that uh, whatever the, the climate young lady, whatever. No, we don't. We and remember when the David Hogg thing was going, he's like 20 now. So it don't matter. But remember Joe, we got a policy. We, I just don't go. I, 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 why? I don't care what kids have to say uh, unless they're my kids. I'm, I'm general. I'm sorry. I didn't know anything when I was a kid. I love you, but I'm not taking my life advice from kids. And I just don't think it's a good idea. It pretty much never goes over. Well, I thought that kind of took off some of the luster off that. I thought otherwise it would have been a really great uh, performance for him. I got a couple more on this. Uh, a lot of them involve Vivek, but they involve Vivek because he got into some shit with a lot of these people. I don't want you to think I'm like writing off DeSantis. Like I said, I thought he had a really good performance last night. I thought his uh, his answer on China was very thorough. He seems to have a really good grasp of the issues and he seemed authoritative last night. He may have helped himself. We're going to see in the polls 
as it goes on. Let me take a quick break. I'm going to get back to another moment where, uh, again, I'm not so sure it worked out so well for Vivek, and he was taking kind of a shot. I think it, uh, I think it to say this too. I'm not really sure. So we'll have to see. Folks, MediShare. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MediShare. Regular listeners to the show, you know how passionate I am about encouraging you to support companies and share your values and stop giving your money to those that don't. Parallel economy, it matters. You know where this is a huge issue? Health insurance. You might be surprised that some are making you pay and for uh, that some are making you pay for procedures you don't believe in. This is one of the huge reasons why MediShare is so attractive for people who don't want to use their own healthcare dollars for procedures that may be harmful. MediShare is a reliable, affordable alternative to health insurance. They're a nonprofit ministry. It's a community of like-minded Christians, more than 400,000 members now, and they can help save a lot. Many families save around $500 a month, and member surveys consistently show they like it much more than health insurance because it works, and they can believe in it. It's time to make that switch. Go to MediShare.com slash Bongino. Find out how you can access affordable, reliable health care and become a part of a community you can count on. That's MediShare.com slash Bongino. M-E-D-I-S-H-A-R-E. MediShare.com slash Bongino. Go today. Check them out. Thank you, MediShare. We appreciate it. All right, back to the show. Here's another moment from the debate. Uh, I'm not sure about this one. I'll call this one a push. I'll actually take a poll. You think this was a good moment for Vivek? So V for Vivek, uh, N for Nikki Haley. Was this a better moment for Vivek or Nikki Haley? He says he tries to throw out this kind of quip one-liner about Dick Cheney and heels, and she fires right back. I think both comments, candidly, were kind of cringy. Just my humble opinion, folks. I am H-O. I'm going to play it. You tell me, V for Vivek, he was the winner in this one. And for Nikki, check this out. The fact of the matter is the Republican Party is not that much better. You have the likes of Nikki Haley, who stepped down from her time at the U.N., bankrupt or in debt as was her family. Then she becomes a military contractor. She joins the board of Boeing and otherwise and is now a multimillionaire. So I think that that's wrong when Republicans do it or Democrats do it. That's the choice we face. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's going to put this country first? Or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? All right, Mr. In which case, we've got two of them on stage tonight. Thank you. He says at the end, I don't know if you caught it, and in this case, we got two of them because there was this, uh, this, this Twitter thing going on about Ron DeSantis wearing lifts in his shoes. So he's taking a shot at DeSantis, too. I, I, it's unanimous. is why I asked you. Everybody's putting a V for Vivek. So I, my, I trust my audience. You guys are smarter than me. You say Vivek came out on top of that one? Okay. Here's one more, and we're going to get to some other stuff. The debates. It, 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 it was. See, folks, this may be the one time. Me and Guy never agree on anything. I, I, with the, wait, let me ask you one more follow-up question, okay? Chatsters, chatsters, chill for a second. I want one more question. All right, even if Vivek came out on top, I'll stipulate because you guys are I, the wisdom of crowds, right? Was it equally cringe, though? I, I don't know. When I heard the comment about Dick Cheney and Heels, it sounded to me like it was rehearsed, maybe because I've debated before, and I saw it cringy. Yes, a little cringy. No, it wasn't. It was fine, quippy, funny. I, I, me and Gee both agree. It was a little cringy. Yeah, good. Yeah, maybe a good sound. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I was, I got to tell you guys, I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. It just seemed too rehearsed. I don't know. Call me crazy. No, all right. And this is what, wow, this falls all over the place. So I've got to see me started a shit storm here. 
All right, wait, last one. Last one. It's a good one, and I'll get on some much of it, including a absolutely freaking devastating poll for Joe Biden. No matter who you think won last night's debate, Donald Trump did a well, well, uh, well attended uh, Hialeah event down there in Florida. Whatever you think happened on the Republican side, Joe Biden is in a world of trouble in a head on race against Trump. I get to that in a second, but last one here. This I thought was another great moment. In my opinion, I got to watch it as both a pretend swampy where I try to think like the swampies. You know, I've been in focus groups and stuff. You run for office, people feed shit in your ear and stuff. So trying to think like a swampy and I try to think like us, like normal people, (laughs) you know, that's pretty easy because I just got to think. But I was trying to think like a swampy last night. And I think even some of the swampies heard this from uh, Vivek. This guy's he's really good at sound bites. That's why I'm playing a lot of them. And uh, this is a final one. I thought this went over really well, and I, I got to be candid with you. I'm glad someone finally said it. It was a ballsy comment, but he came out with it anyway. Check this out. I also want to close with one message to the Democrat Party. End this farce that Joe Biden is going to be your nominee. We know he's not even the president of the United States. He's a puppet for the managerial class. So have the guts to step up and be honest about who you're actually going to put up so we can have an honest debate. Biden should step aside, end his candidacy now so we can see whether it's Newsom or Michelle Obama or whoever else. Just tell us the truth so we can have an honest debate. That I thought was a great moment. It's so true. Joe Omicost says, hey, man, I think this guy's listening to your show, taking your advice. He's not going to be the nominee. And Vivek is absolutely right. Like, stop running shadow campaigns. Newsom, I don't think it's going to be Michelle Obama. I've said that over and I'd be stunned. It's impossible. I would just be shocked. Uh, They're living the life over in Martha's Vineyard. Uh, I doubt that. But Gavin Newsom, I wouldn't be shocked at all. So I'm glad he said it. No matter who runs, and it looks like Trump is ahead And Trump's, by probability, stands the best chance. Could change. Again, uh, we got a long time. There's a whole nominating cycle. You've seen things. However, Donald Trump has a loyal constituency. Remember, there are four parties. If you don't understand that, the show ain't going to work for us. There's the Trump party and the Republican party. They are not the same thing anymore. And then you got the Democrats and Biden. Proving again my theory about the four parties. I want you to listen to this uh, clip from, I think it's from CNN. They ran a poll. Folks, when is, many of you are older than me or my age in the chat. I want to ask you a question. Do you remember a time, I was born in 1974. Can you remember a time in your lifetime outside of Ronald Reagan in the 80s where young people, because Reagan had some good numbers with younger folks. Joe, you're a little older than me. Can you ever remember a time in your lifetime when younger voters preferred a Republican candidate over a Democrat? The answer is, I'll answer for you in the chat, but I'd love to hear. No, you, of course not. The Democrats have always kicked ass with younger voters. Why is Trump doing really well with younger voters? Because there are four parties. And Trump, although he's a Republican, is not part of the Republican Party. He just isn't. He's part of his own party. You doubt me? Yeah, I just played a show, read Politico for you. Here's CNN quietly kind of acknowledging the same thing. Take a look. A new CNN poll just dropped. And surprise, 
Oh, more bad news for Joe Biden. Former President Trump leading Biden 49 to 45 percent among registered voters. But when you look inside the numbers, things start to get really bleak for the Democrats among voters younger than 35. 48 percent now supporting Trump and 47 percent Biden. I can't even read. I'm so shocked. And among Latino voters, Trump's getting 46 percent, which would be historic for a Republican. Sorry, didn't mean to impugn Laura Ingram by associating her with CNN. It's a CNN poll, to be clear. I had that down in my notes, not a CNN clip. The CNN, that's a CNN poll. This is now the second poll in two weeks from a lefty group. CNN and New York Times Siena showing Donald Trump kicking ass with young voters. Why? Young voters don't vote Republican. Yeah, they're not voting Republican now. No, he's a Republican. No, he's not. But he's running as a Republican. Okay, he's not. There are four parties. The Democrat brand, however, is fine. The Democrat brand is fine. They have the opposite problem. Everybody hates Joe Biden. Now, everybody's clamoring for Gavin Newsom. And the reason I played this clip with, with, with Vivek before is it's, it's no secret Gavin Newsom is running a shadow campaign for president. Everybody knows it. But something important is happening there, too. I told you the Democrats have a headliner problem, not a brand problem. I'm going to show you something about Newsom coming up next, how this is only going to get worse for the Democrats right now. It's not going to get any better. Let's take my last break. Folds of honor rocking their shirt today. Hey, in a country as diverse as the United States, there's one thing that unites us all. Our unwavering appreciation of those who guard our freedoms and protect our families. We love you all in our military. I thank God for you all every day. Lost my uncle in combat in Vietnam. You read his story, Gregory Ambrose. Folds of honor. It's a beacon of hope for families of fallen, disabled U.S. service uh, service members and first responders. He ensured that the dreams of their sons, daughters, and spouses live on by providing life-changing educational scholarships. Folks, this charity is amazing. I'm going to be donating a good chunk of change this year. With a prestigious four out of five, a four out of four star rating from Charity Navigator. You can give with confidence, knowing that your contribution will make a meaningful impact on the lives of those who've given everything for our freedom. Join Folds of Honor today in our mission to support the heroes and their families who've sacrificed so much for our great country. It's giving season, folks. I'd really appreciate it. With a recurring donation of $13 a month, that's all. You'll link arms with thousands of patriots and pledge to never leave the families of our military and first responders behind. Join the Folds of Honor squadron today with me at foldsofhonor.org squadron. That's foldsofhonor.org slash squadron and help us meet sacrifice with hope. Can't say enough good things about this amazing charity. And our last sponsor today, ladies and gentlemen, where are we going? Anyone in the chat now? Are there any left? <laughs> I'm ready for you. Any left for you? Ah, delicious. Absolutely. I mean, sniftastic. Blackout Coffee, stop giving your money to these crap leftist companies that hate your guts. I improv that because they do hate your guts. That's why I recommend and drink Blackout Coffee. Had two amazing cups of it this morning, maybe too many. It's a coffee company is 100% committed to conservative values. I'm having two more later, by the way. From, from sourcing the beans to the roasting process, customer support and shipping, Blackout Coffee's got amazing work ethic. They're dedicated to promoting conservative principles. They accept no compromise in taste or quality. Bold coffee, never bitter. Do me a favor. Check out blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. 
Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Ditch the other guys. Blackout Coffee remains true to our values. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino or use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Thanks, Blackout. We appreciate it. Okay. Again, the Democrats got a big problem. People seem to like their brand. That's why they went off cycle elections. But their headliners suck. Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden. And now they're like, no, Gavin Newsom's going to be our savior. Is he? New York Times, November 7th, which I believe is, oh, yes, a couple days ago. New poll finds that California voters disapprove of Newsom's performance as governor. They, folks, there's no help in the Dems. There's not going to be get the righty out of bull, or in this case, the lefty. Get the lefty out of the bullpen. Folks, they're in a world of trouble. Their bench is garbage. Our bench is amazing. We have an incredible bench. We do. We've got a great crop of young conservatives out there who could, I, I mean, we could run candidates for 20 years. The Democrats have nothing. They have zero. They've got hair gel in California. They've got Twinkies in Illinois. They got Kathy Hochul in New York, who no one even knows, even in New York. They've got nothing. They've got nothing. The only people that are winning elections in competitive states are Democrats that pretend to act like Republicans. There's no one coming to save them. Nobody. And it's only going to get worse for Biden. Because a lot of people out there are like, man, Dan, if Newsom runs, I mean, could, could Newsom win? Of course. I mean, of course he could win. I never get ahead of it. If you're thinking like 2024, oh, red wave, we ain't doing a red wave shit here. That's not happening. That kept a lot of people home, and that's why we got our asses kicked last time. We ain't, that's, that's forbidden on this show. Chatsters, I'm sorry. You see anyone in the chat? Anyone? Ever? Oh, yeah. I'm gonna, if you see anyone in the chat talking about a red wave, I, I, say, listen, not here. No, no. Ixnay on that snay. We're not doing that. It's only going to get worse for Biden. Why? Subpoenas went out uh, yesterday. For Hunter Biden and James Biden. And let me tell you something. They're going to have to go testify about how that 10% for the big guy made it to Joe Biden. No one's explained that $200,000 check and $40,000 check with an explanation that actually makes sense. Here's Kareem Jean-Pierre. This is the, the, the best they can do is this no evidence line. This is only going to get worse for uh, Biden. Check this out. House Oversight Committee has issued subpoenas for um, Hunter Biden, James Biden, and Biden Family Business Associate Rob Walker. Do you have a comment on that? So, look, as you just mentioned, it's just breaking. Uh, so I don't have this information in front of me. I'm just hearing from you. Uh, certainly, I would refer you to any uh, of the, the personal representatives on, on this, uh, on, on your question. But I will have to say something that I've said many times. Uh, this is an investigation uh, that has been going on for a year now and has turned up zero evidence of wrongdoing by the president uh, because there is none. Uh, but. Republicans continue to double down on a baseless, a baseless a smear campaign against the president and his family. So, again, just to be straight, they had. <laughs> yeah. You know, now that we got this monitor, I never knew you guys did all this. That's pretty funny. Now, now you understand my four party problem now. The Democrats don't have a brand problem. They have a headliner problem. But the headliner problem is not just Joe Biden. He's the biggest headliner problem because he's got the lowest approval rating of all of them. But you're like, oh, no, no, if they change the headliner out, they'll be okay. We'll bring in Gavin Newsom. I just showed you even California thinks he sucks. 
Then you're probably thinking, oh, no, 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 they'll definitely bring in Hillary Clinton. Folks, Hillary Clinton has lost her mind. She was on The View. I added this late. I wasn't going to play it because she's so freaking nuts and embarrassing. And again, I, I don't like to share a lot of stuff, but just an evil, awful person. And everyone who's in my line of work knows it. She's just a genuinely garbage person with a horrible personality and absolute evil. She's a terrible person. Here she is on The View comparing, again, Donald Trump to a Nazi. Now, keep in mind, she will never be accused of inciting violence or anything like that if something were to happen to Trump, even though that's exactly what she's doing by the liberals' own definition. Here, watch this. Hitler was duly elected. That's right. Right? And so all of a sudden, somebody with those tendencies, though dictatorial, authoritarian tendencies, would be like, oh, okay, we're going to shut this down. We're going to throw these people in jail. And, and they didn't usually telegraph that. Trump is telling us yes. what he intends yes. to right. do. To listen yes. to Take that. him at his word. Yes. The man <laughs> means to throw people in jail who disagree with him. Yeah. Shut down legitimate press right. outlets. Do what he can to literally undermine the rule of law and our country's values. He will use the military to stop protesters. Keep in mind, you got people on that panel, some of them who would likely support Hamas and Hillary Clinton's on a panel talking about Donald Trump being the Nazi who guys, last time I checked, wasn't it Trump who moved the embassy to Jerusalem? I, I, my history sense is not very good, but I'm pretty sure that was him and you know, peace accords and stuff in the middle. East. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. Last time I checked, there wasn't a Hamas terror attack on Donald Trump's watch uh, that cost a thousand lives. Uh, Joe, you're a history guy, right? I'm good. I'm good. Okay, thanks. I thought so. People are crazy. Now he read my mind. I got to switch gears here for a second. There's no comfortable segue or transition from this story to the next one. Folks, however much you hate the media, I promise you it's not enough. I respect and value their right to do media stuff. That's what God-given rights are. It also gives them the right to be stupid. It doesn't, however, give them the right to be complicit in a terror attack. What? I got to tell you, I read this story and I had to give it some time because I'm like, there's no way this is true. It's the only reason I didn't bring this up yesterday. Gee, as one of the videos was playing, he goes, this next story is the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I have actually written down here, craziest story I've ever seen. All right, just get to it. I know, I'm really trying to digest this. I read this yesterday. It's from Honest Reporting. It's in the newsletter, right, Gee? Bongino.com slash newsletter. Read it. I Read this headline and tell me if you think we're living in like an alternate universe. Photographers without borders, colon. The Associated Press and Reuters pictures of Hamas atrocities raise ethical questions. Oh, really? Okay. So I read on. And it turns out that Hamas terrorists were not the only ones who documented the war crimes they committed during their deadly rampage across Israel. Some of their atrocities were captured by Gaza-based photojournalists working with Hamas on a terror attack? Wait, what? They note the Associated Press. Are these photojournalists or infiltrators? Four names appear on AP's photo credits from the Israel-Gaza border area on the October 7th attacks. Hassan Ezlaya, Youssef Assad, Ali Mahmoud, and Hatim Ali. Aslaya, a freelancer who also works for CNN, according to the report, 
crossed into Israel and took photos of a burning Israeli tank and then captured infiltrators entering the kibbutz. Wait, what? I'd, so, you got... I'd, Imagine having photographers on the planes during 9-11, streaming it or something. Um, here doing some journal and not warning anyone. What? Here it goes on. In case you think this story could not get any nuttier. Is it conceivable, they know, to assume that the journalists just happen to appear early in the morning at the border without prior coordination with the terrorists? Or were they part of the plan? I can't believe I'm reading this. Don't go. Ahead. I can't believe I'm actually reading this. However much you hate the media, I promise you it's not enough. Even if they didn't know the exact details of what was going to happen, once it unfolded, did they not realize they were breaching a border? Hey, uh, Gee, we're witnessing the rape and death of a bunch of... Maybe we should not partake in this? And if so, did they notify the news agencies? Some sort of communication was undoubtedly necessary before, after, or during the attack in order to get the photos published. Here, look at my notes right here. I wrote that exact thing in my notes. How much did they know? It's right here, like literally right there. Rick. I didn't coordinate that with you. You're telling me that these photojournalists may have known about this or were definitely knew about it as it was happening and were sitting there taking photos of the whole... F- uh, he wants to know if they knew what Hamas was about. Of, of course. How could you not? Folks, while the media's busy attacking you as Nazis, Hillary's busy attacking Donald Trump as Nazis, Hitler, Nazis, Hitler, breaking the Godwin rule, by the way, every single day. The people the media are in bed with, the liberals, the media, the symbiote, are out there, and at least according to this story, embedded in a major terror attack? However much you hate these people, it's not enough. And by the way, partaking in a terror attack is not journalistic ethics, folks. This is there's a difference between me and Joe being downtown as a plane struck the World Trade Center and, oh my God, and getting it on film than actually being embedded and being with the terror group on the plane as they're like sharpening up their box cutters and not telling anyone. I agree with you, dude. You, you actually said exactly. Did you look at my notes? It's the craziest story I've ever seen. I had to give it 24 hours. I played the Bongino rule on this tight because I'm like, this can't be true. And, you know, there's a lot of propaganda out there. Looks like from the actions taken by CNN that this story is correct. This is insane. And, and while all this is going on, folks, the police states here targeting you. It's, you want to hear about another crazy? This is like, I didn't even intend this. This is like the crazy story of the week block. This is totally bananas. Did you hear about this kill switch thing? Oh, if you haven't, stand easy. I got a, a video for you coming up in a second. Here's what Fry, can I, can, I have a, can I have a serious conversation with you going forward? What bothers me? Folks, I don't know if it's my, I, I think it is, I'm guessing, but I don't know if it's my experience in law enforcement and the power we have to surveil you because I've seen it. That freaks me out when we violate people's constitutional liberties, like what happened with the FBI and Donald Trump and others, the J6ers, what happened with uh, the pro-lifers, what happened with his parents at school boards. But ladies and gentlemen, the surveillance state when I was a cop and an agent was nothing like it is now. 
I mean, we had, you guys in the chat, you know this, we had LexisNexis, AutoTrack, um, basically emails, but not that many people used email when I first started. They just didn't. Like Netscape was still a big deal. Surveillance now is crazy. AI, facial ID, central bank digital currencies that are coming, FISA warrants, the smart grid. The government has nearly unlimited opportunities moving forward in this police state that we damn well better stop in the next election. We don't stop it. This train ain't ever going back to the Freedom Station again. Your freedom is going to be gone like that and you won't even know it. I had heard some rumors about this, that they're now looking at putting kill switches in everybody's car. And before the liberals listening who send me death threats go, oh, conspiracy theory. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's an actual piece of legislation. And yes, the kill switch can be operated to turn your car off. They don't like you going to a political rally. They get some warrant for you inciting violence or whatever they make up. Can they shut your car off? Here's so. Here's Tom Massey, who I like a lot. He's a congressman from Kentucky who actually believes in what he says. Here he is lobbying against this thing, with apparent, which apparently passed with some Republican votes. Totally unsurprising because there are four parties. Here's Massey on the kill switches. Listen to this. We don't need this federally. We don't need it automated. I think there's privacy concerns. In order for this technology to work, you actually need to know where the car is to know if the driver's doing a good job on that particular road. And um, so this kill switch amendment would just defund implementation of Section 24220 so that you can know your car is not going to shut you down in the middle of the road. And I thank you. uh, urge consideration of these amendments by our committee, and I yield back. Folks, read the legislation. That kill switch thing is real. This isn't a joke. It's not a conspiracy theory. The same government that wants a central bank digital currency, that wants to regulate artificial intelligence to make sure they tell you everything you see online moving forward. The same government that's using facial ID, that's using geofencing around rallies like they did during January 6th. The same government that wants a smart grid that can shut down electricity to your house. You understand if we don't cut this shit off soon, we're not going to have freedoms moving forward. The same government that wants a list of gun owners in the United States. The same government that wants to regulate artificial intelligence. Oh, look at this Wall Street Journal article. Biden's artificial intelligence order is government's bid for dominance. You know why they really want to dominate AI, the government? Because this is all about information warfare going forward. Forget what you know now. Search engines, presidential candidates, they already alter that stuff. Imagine an artificial intelligence controlled by the government that when you were to say Google in your left-wing search engine, Google, presidential candidates, the AI can sense your search patterns, is controlled by the government, and redirect you to nothing but liberal candidates who may have said things you may have agreed with in the past. Someone said something you may have agreed with. Oh, Dan, they're not going to do... Really? The Biden administration's bigger concern on AI seems to be that AI systems are highly adept at detecting subtle patterns and correlations that may cause a disparate impact on certain groups. I'll translate this for you in a minute. Hence, Mr. Biden directs federal agencies to review AI models, such as those using underwriting loans and hiring 
for disparities affecting, quote, protected groups. You see what they're doing? They're saying here is we need to regulate AI, man, because if, God forbid, loan uh, people who give loans out, banks, car dealers, if they use AI, it's going to be racist. You see what they're saying here? That the, the Biden team does not care about that at all. The Biden team cares about is information warfare during elections and propaganda. They're using the race line because they use the race line for everything to get stupid people on their side. Folks, we're always ahead of the curve here. Oh, the police state isn't real. Really? You know, Kerry Pickett is probably the best reporter out there. The Washington Times. Oh, read this gem in the newsletter today. So we put out a movie called Police State, which the police state doesn't want you to see. That's kind of weird. Did you see the movie? It's available at policestatefilm.net if you want to see it on DVD or stream it. Everybody seems to love the movie. It exposes and tells you the real story, January 6th and everything. The movie's blown up for me and Dinesh D'Souza. I get this story the other day sent to me. I'm like, no way. Apparently, the FBI is very upset about our movie. Whistleblowers accuse senior FBI officials of retaliating against agents for their political beliefs. According to the disclosure, one of the whistleblowers reported that FBI executives targeted employees associated with former FBI employees who were interviewed for the movie Police State. The movie, a documentary created by me and Dinesh D'Souza, claims Democrat Party leaders work with officials in the Justice Department and have censored, in some cases, imprisoned their political opponents. Oh, look, the FBI is retaliating against people who may have seen our movie or talked to people. That was a shocker. Shocker. Geese stunned, too. Now, I'll give you both sides. The FBI's. We make a movie about the FBI retaliating against American citizens, and they retaliate against American citizens in the movie, highlighting their retaliation against American citizens. Just a total stunner. The FBI is claiming they fully protect whistleblowers. I give you both sides of it. I think you know what side I believe. <laughs> right. right. It is so crazy, man. This is like, you couldn't pay for this stuff. I don't know who's running that operation. And ladies and gentlemen, the problem is while the FBI is distracted on us, distracted on monitoring AI, distraction on election interference. And by the way, you better damn well expect an October surprise is coming here. It's about 11 months away. You know there's going to be another one, especially if Trump's the nominee. What's it going to be? I don't know. It's going to be another Russia hoax or something like that. So you better get ready. And I can almost guarantee you at least the upper levels of the FBI are going to be involved. And while they're involved in that, the enemy's already here because they're not actually watching our border or protecting us against terrorism, against these freaking lunatics. Listen to Alejandro Mayorkas yesterday. It's just a short clip. The DHS secretary, he's asked the question about if the border's in chaos or not. This is how crazy the people in charge are. Check this out. So the, the situation at the border, you're saying, is not a disaster. That is correct. Dan, don't these people have any self-respect? No, no, they don't. No, the answer is they have zero self-respect. They have zero dignity at all. None. Zero. Folks, the surveillance state, though, is getting worse. And this is why I'm worried about the FBI and where it's going. We got to clean this operation up. There's still a lot of good people over there, a lot of whistleblowers over there. We got to clean the operation up.
If you cannot raise your right hand and pledge allegiance to the Constitution, you are going to be fired or you need to go. I worry about this because the surveillance state going forward is very powerful. I mentioned before the smart grid. I'm telling you right now, I've got a couple of people in the energy business who reached out to me after I did my last show on the smart grid. If you support the smart grid, I don't support you for office. It's almost like saying you're a pro-abortion person. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm not a one issue voter on anything but abortion. I'm getting close on this smart grid stuff. I don't want to hear about these smart grid. Now, I'm not talking about power companies' ability to integrate internet services. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the government. I do not want the government involved with this at all. Because once the government can shut down the power to your house and the new smart grid, it is absolutely going to be abused like they've abused everything else. Period. And by the way, you're a liberal out there. You think the smart grid, oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to work. It's going to be so efficient. I want you to listen. This is great. This is a Canadian trucker who's asked about the smart grid. The guy's obviously done his homework, unlike the stupid smart people, the greenies telling you smart grid. There is zero capacity right now to support the world on an electric smart grid right now to power like the trucking industry or anything they're telling you is possible. Listen to this guy just eviscerate this uh, this question. Check this out. Do you ever see yourself going 100% EV? No. And why not? I mean, maybe if battery technology gets better, grid infrastructure gets better. So you need three megawatts to run an electric truck. That would mean you would need to pack 50,000 pounds, 40, 50,000 pounds of batteries just to do a full day. Did you give me an example? Logging trucks in BC. That's a niche industry. There's a 5,000 logging trucks that haul logs at two and a half megawatts of consumption per day. That's 12 and a half gigawatts of power. Site C Dam has been under construction for the last... Oh, I don't know, 15 years at a cost of $20 billion. And that has a 1.1 gigawatt. So a $20 billion dam that takes 15 years to build has a 1.1 gigawatt capacity and logging trucks, just logging trucks alone are using 12 and a half gigawatts. But if you can make it more efficient, well, isn't a 50, 60% reduction in emissions a lot better than investing everything into a fully electric technology that's not really going to work for 90% of the applications, meaning that the other 100% are still burning 100% of the diesel? You ever hear my conversation I've had with you on the show many times about smart, smart people, stupid, smart people, and stupid, stupid people? Stupid, smart people are the greenies telling you, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to electrify the trucking fleet. Smart grid, that's the way to go. And then you get a smart, smart person like that guy who lays it out, and he's like, we have no capacity to do this at all. Have you guys even thought this through? But don't worry, folks, your tax dollars are hard at work. I'm going to end on this gem today. You know, Congressman Troy Nels, listen, I'm not a fan of politicians. They all hate us, but this guy's been tearing it up lately. Congressman Nels is kind of curious about our tax dollars because this is going to come up in the 2024 election, the gender wars. He's up on Capitol Hill. Do you know we're paying for the gender identity surgeries? Yes, your money. You're working your ass off to pay for this stuff. I want you to listen to this questioning up on Capitol Hill. This is good. Check this out. I say I'm a man. I'm a woman now, and I haven't had any surgeries up to this point. Maybe I'll get them while I'm in prison, because I'm assuming we're paying for those, right? We have paid for two gender-affirming surgeries. Paid two. So once you start, you're going to continue. You ain't changing that, right? There are five. I mean, look at this guy. This is an interesting guy, folks. Look at this guy. His name is Peter Langan. He got long hair. Look at this guy. He looks like a bad, bad guy. He is a bad guy. 
He's a is a Nazi, ex-Nazi terrorist. He's a bad, bad hombre. And this guy wants to be referred to as Donna. Do your do your employees, do you require them to say, call this guy now named he must be called Donna? Uh, Congressman, no, and in fact, in order to produce a name change. Well, he's suing, he's suing you all because he wants to, uh, he wants to, he's claiming that his Eighth Amendment rights were violated for not being provided gender conforming surgery. For the people at home, this man is an ex Nazi bank robber. In June, his lawsuit was settled, and I'd like to know whether this means that inmates now have the Eighth Amendment right to sex changes. This is. This is what uh, you're you're actually working for this money. You understand that, right? This is your money. You're busting your ass for truckers out there like that guy up all night away from your kids. And you're paying the government exorbitant amounts of money to pay for gender, what they call gender affirming. You're not affirming anyone's gender. That's bullshit language. You're affirming they're not their gender. You're paying for this. This is all going to be on the ballot in the next election. And listen, if uh, I, I addressed yesterday in my radio show, and it's really important. There was a segment I did on, on abortion. It was very important. A lot of people have asked me how we should be discussing this stuff. I did a show yesterday. Maybe I'll talk about it a little bit tomorrow on the podcast. But folks, do not run away from this issue. If we can't defend human life and talk about it in a reasonable manner, then we, you shouldn't be running for office. You got to learn how to talk about this stuff. The left has all their focus group tested talking points down. Hey, I always appreciate you all being here. It was great to talk to some of you in the chat this morning. I see regulars there every day. Star Wars fan, Lisa R. I'll start giving you some, some shout, Lisa R. Uh, shout outs. So uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, so the, the whole McGroin crew there in the mornings. So it's always good to talk to you. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Please. I'm begging you, download the app. The Rumble app is amazing. You'll get a notification every day when the show starts. The account is free. The app is free. You're going to love it. Download the Rumble app. Join the chat. See you back here at 11 a.m. tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.